What's going on, everyone? This is Joe Simona with Maxbrook Realtors, and welcome to this episode of Your Cup of Joe. A lot of people have questions, what is title insurance? What's an owner's title policy? What's a lender's title policy? And today I have with me William with TitleWorks. William, if you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell them what you do. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, my name is William with TitleWorks, and we insure properties. Um, so something I want to clear up right away and really explain, give people a ex quick explanation of what title insurance is, is I think there's a misconception that when people buy a home, they think that they're buying the structure and, and the land and everything that goes with that. And that's, that is true. But what gives you those rights to the land is that piece of paper that has your name on it. And that's called the deed and the title to your home. And there are companies that specialize in researching the property of all the history the history of the properties to make sure that you're buying what you think you are. And that's where title companies come in. So that's what we do. And we ensure that once you buy that property, that all the prior interest before your date of purchase is extinguished. And if something comes out of the woodwork that was missed or wasn't of the public record, we insure you financially and your interest for that home. Got it. Now, when you insure somebody financially, like let's say, for example, there is a lien that for one reason or another did not show up. Is there a standard insurance amount or is the amount that it's insured for what the purchase price is? So you are insured up to the total amount of the purchase price. So it kind of depends on the nature of the claim or the or the lien. For example, if there was a, a roof done and they didn't pay off the contractor and you put a mechanics lien on it, you would you would be able to file a claim for the amount that that contractor is due. What are the common liens that would come up that people wouldn't expect could be a lien on the property? Yeah, um, a lot of times there's there's unrecorded arrangements that are not of the public record. So when title companies do a search, they, there's nothing of the record that we see. So then they come on after the fact. Got it. And then it comes into your policy and what kind of coverage you get and whether or not you can have protection for that lien or not. Got it. Uh, a lot of times when, it, you know, I'm, I'm looking at purchase agreements and I see how, how different they are uh, between company to company. Yeah. And I know some states... I'm not sure, don't hold me to this, but I think California, I think they have like a standard purchase agreement for the whole state or something something uniform. But some of the purchase agreements are so different. How are you all as a title company trained to be able to read so many different purchase agreements? Because you're not just dealing with, you know, five agents from one company. Right. You're dealing with, you know, hundreds of agents from hundreds of companies and for sale by owners and for sale by owners. <laughs> exactly. So how are you all trained to read those purchase agreements? So a lot of us have, have a long background of experience in the industry. So it's just repetition of transactions over time. You, your eyes get trained to see the, the keywords and you can kind of scan right through a PA and, look at the sections and what's in there and what isn't. And as a title company, we it's outside of the scope of our job to really look at a PA and make sure it's all done properly. Now, to clarify that, what we do look for are sections that are important to our job, such as escrows, purchase price, you know, what are the what is the warranty deed subject to? Usually it's building and use restrictions and anything existing of the public record. Um, sometimes deeds have even 
interesting little clauses on there that aren't recorded as building and use restrictions, but there's just a little clause on there that says you can't build on this lot up past a certain height. Usually there's a separate building and use restriction for that, but sometimes it's on the deed. Um, and then beyond that, we look at who's doing the, the title insurance policy. Is it going to be split? Um, are there any fees, transaction fees that being charged to the buyer? So we don't really look at them word for word from a legal standpoint. We just look at it. What's the information on here so that we can do our job properly? Got it. Now you mentioned what is a split as a, as a realtor who has built a great business. Uh, thank God I'm, I'm aware of what a split closing is. Um, some people who are newer to the industry and buyers and sellers may not be aware. So what is a split policy? Can you tell us the difference between the owner's title policy and a lender's uh, coverage? Yes. No, great question. So generally speaking, I feel like the title insurance industry is a black box as far as the consumers are aware. And most people aren't really aware of what title insurance even is and does. Um, so to answer your question between an owner's policy and a lender's policy, the owner's policy insures your interest individually, and a lender's policy will insure the lender. It has nothing to do with the, with the buyer or the client getting a mortgage. It's strictly to protect the lender. Got it. So assuming I am a purchaser and I decided that I want TitleWorks to provide me with uh, title services, for at least the lender's side, mm -hmm. would TitleWorks also analyze the seller's side of the owner's title policy, one, two, three title company, would they look at the policy as well to make sure that there is adequate coverages or is would it just be adequate enough to satisfy the lender? How would that go? No, great question. Um, so we do observe fiduciary responsibility and duty to our clients. So while our policy is not insuring their interest specifically in the event of a claim, we do look at them as our clients. And so we do look out for their interests when looking at the seller listing side title work to make sure that the search was done properly and that they're taking care of all the liens that they should be. Got it. And we do, if we see something that sometimes there's disagreements for, between our examination departments where we saw something that they didn't or vice versa, we're always looking in the best interest of our client to make sure that they are protected, even though our policy in the event of a claim isn't protecting them. Got it. What is expanded coverage? Does it apply to just an owner's title policy or a lender's title policy as well? And it may be a broad question, but is is an expanded coverage, or I think they call it like an Eagles policy or mm -hmm. something? Advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Is that based on the price of the you know the loan amount and the and the sale amount as well or is that you know is that add on a certain you know set fee no matter what the purchase price or loan amount is on the home can you tell us a little bit about yeah advantage plans um so the expanded eagle advantage policies depending on your underwriter they'll call it one of those names um, but i'm going to call it the eagle policy because we underwrite with first american so it usually is a couple hundred dollars more than the standard policy. And what's really great about those is they offer really robust post-closing and post-policy issuance protections. For example, if somebody after closing tries to quit claim that property over to their sister, you can file a claim and you have post-closing protection from that type of policy. I would bet that, you know, 
99% of people don't know that, and they're figuring, okay, I want to add a sibling or a spouse to uh, to the deed. I'm just going to do what's called a quick claim deed. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't know that, you know, that could, you know, tamper with or, you know, hinder your your basically your eligibility to make a claim against the, the uh, previous company who issued title insurance. So, you know, the people that do know that will usually record it as a uh, as a warranty deed, which you have to get a tax certification. So does that come by default? Uh, if you have an expanded policy or however the underwriter words it, mm-hmm. does the benefit of like deeding some, uh, adding someone to the deed after, does that come by default or is that another add-on? So it's really, regardless of which type of policy you have, whether it's a standard or uh, an Advantage Eagle policy, if you want to add somebody as an insured party to your title policy, you just have to reach out to your title company and we will execute an endorsement for that. It's very similar to, because it's still an insurance product. So it's just like homeowner's insurance. If you get married and you want to add your spouse to that policy, that's all you have to do. You just have to call them and add an additional insured. So it's very similar in that regard. We would just do what's called an endorsement, a Scrivener's endorsement, and update the insured party. One of the things that could come up that I've seen come up before is the water escrow because you're waiting mm-hmm. for a final water bill. And a lot of times the wording on purchase agreements is loose where it may say, um, you know, title company to hold $200 or more. Right. Who determines that or more amount? Is it is it you guys or is it your underwriters? Who is it? I will tell you it's the title company decision. Now, there's there's a certain element of customer service there because you're right. It is, it is an undefined loose term, 200 or more, right? So you could make it $5,000. Really, the, the logic behind it when it's more, when we hold more than 200 is we look behind the scenes on BSNA, the website that gives you your property tax information. It lets you also know about utility bills. A lot of municipalities record their utility information on that website too. So we can access that in almost real time. So if we look up a property that you're under contract with and we see that there's $2,000 of outstanding water owed on a property, we're not going to hold 200 in escrow. We're going to probably hold a little bit more. And there's some title companies that handle it one of two ways. They'll say, here's the $2,000 that's owed as water, and they'll collect that on the bill, on the settlement statement, as a bill due, and then they'll hold $200 escrow extra. And then there's some that would lump it together and say, we're just going to hold $3,000 total and bring me a final water bill at closing. So it kind of depends on how the realtor likes to run their business, um, what the temperament of the sellers are for holding escrows. So that's where it kind of gets a little touch and go and subjective based on the nature of the transaction. Got it. When issuing title insurance, is the purchaser insured for is the purchaser insured that the home or condo or property is free from any liens or imperfections? Is the, does the insurance cover up to the date and time of closing? Does it go a day beyond the closing, three days beyond? When does that, that period end? I mean, obviously you can make a claim when you become aware of it, but when right. does the period end of you know when it runs up into 
So if, if it's the buyer's owner's policy that we're talking about here, they're typically covered from the date that the policy is issued or the date of the recording of the deed, whichever is later. Got it. How long after closing is the policy usually issued? The, most companies will wait until the deed is recorded. They'll do a final date down is what it's called. It's kind of an industry term where basically we do one last quick search to make sure that the day before closing, the sellers didn't take a home equity line of credit out on the home and take $200 lien on the property and then right off into the sunset. So we do do a last second check before closing and also before issuing policies to make sure that we're covered in that regard too. Got it. TitleWorks was started by a group of realtors who realized that there needed to be a change in the way that title services were provided. What sparked that, if you know? Um, so what sparked that was a lot of frustration over time. You know, the, the group of agents that started, they have a lot of industry experience or some of the top producers in the state. Um, and through their careers, they've just had a lot of frustrations with different type of title companies. And really the root of it was staffing ratios, um, number of staff to number of files. So what our main focus on is keeping our ratio about 25 to 30 active files at a time per processor. Your typical, typical title company is going to be around 50, 60 open files per processor. So that not only allows our processing team to be much more detail oriented, but it allows us to have a much more hands-on approach with a client that has special questions and just needs more information. They have the time and just kind of the mental capacity to not only answer the questions, but do it with a smile on their face and provide that luxury experience and touch that we brand ourselves for. Sure. What sets title works apart from other companies? Uh, everybody's unique in their own ways, but from what you've seen out there in the industry, mm -hmm. uh, looking at it as a service that you all provide to realtors, but most importantly to our clients, the purchasers and sellers, what sets you all apart? So TitleWorks really has a focus on the luxury closing experience. We really have focused on putting top-notch materials together throughout the whole process. And it starts at the top from order entry. We're a very technology forward company where our processes have been so streamlined in a, in a industry that's very analog still. If you go to a lot of title companies, you'll see paper flying around everywhere. We've, we're, we're not paperless because that's almost impossible to do in our industry, but we, um, we are paperless up until we print the closing package and go to the table. And so that allows us to be much more nimble um, if you open an order with us, its title commitment is pretty much produced in no more than two business days. So we pride ourselves on being the first to the party and we're not being the ones that being the anchor to hold up closing, waiting on a clear to close. Absolutely. No, that, that, that's good to know. The turnaround time on when you get policies back, sometimes it's an extreme rush. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you have the time, but even when you have the time, if you're taking two days, that's great. And I'm sure if it was a big rush, you could get it back sooner. sooner. I've had rushes sometimes where we've had to switch title companies, mm -hmm. you know, uh, at the 11th hour because of an issue with a type, uh, with another title company who wouldn't insure over, um, over a certain issue. Sure. Actually it was something that where they didn't see a discharge to a mortgage. And mm -hmm. I found the discharge 
on Oakland County's Super Index site. And it was not from the same bank, but the dates that the mortgage was originally taken out lined up. And it was because one bank was acquired or the loan was acquired by another bank. Absolutely. And the title company didn't see that. I said, you know what? It it worries me to keep it with this title company uh, if they made that kind of a mistake. So, you know, if you need to rush it, it's refreshing to know. And for the agents listening, uh, it's good for them to know. Um, Obviously, you know, most of our deals, we submit the order once we go under contract. Sometimes people wait until after the uh, inspection or we might send you the deal and say, Hey, uh, here's the information. Um, I'll let you know when we're through inspection. Right. That way you guys don't put, you know, too much resources into it in case something uh, doesn't doesn't go through. And that's a testament to you. I know uh, a lot of agents um, don't like to participate in the title process. They just kind of throw their hands up. So the fact that you took that extra step to go onto the super index and find that yourself is uh, it's, it's a relief to me. Um, and something else I, I would like to bring up with you is is the title works was started by a group of agents, but we are not allied to any brokerage. We're not tied to a specific office. And that's a really important distinctive factor for me. Um, In a world where there's joint venture companies left and right, um, where a title company comes in and says, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a joint venture together. And then the brokerage has a 49% ownership interest. There's a lot of fiduciary questions, um, and ethical questions that that raises, at least for me, and we are not one of those shops. We're wholly owned and independent. Well, that's good to know also. And the fact that realtors came together, a group of high-producing great realtors, uh, most of which I know even on a personal level, came together and said, we need a change, is something that I look at and I'm like, okay, how can I help contribute to this? I, you know... I don't need to, I benefit, number one, I benefit when my client's happy. I financially benefit when my client's happy and when the deal closes and when I'm paid. But when I'm working with like-minded people, that's what helps me get to that step and to those steps. So working around people or with a title company that was really built by agents for agents, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, for and the consumer clients. and the clients, the consumer. Before we wrap up, can you tell me a couple of the most common things that people do not know about title insurance that you think everybody should know? Great question. That's a. I could go a number of different ways with that. I think. I think what people really should know is what title company are they doing business with who owns it, and to what degree, who the underwriters are, because there's a, a lot of no-name underwriters that have not been in the industry for very long. When you compare to the big four, like First American, Fidelity, Old Republic, um, are, those are all great underwriters. So those are things that I really wish the consumers were more educated on, and it's really a lack of brand awareness, you know, consumer-facing brand awareness for title companies that – I'm really looking to get out there and push that word and educate the consumer on your tit- your choice of title company is just as important as your choice of realtor and lender. And a lot of times that just gets overlooked in the process and they say, hey, quick, sign this affiliated business arrangement and we're going to ship it off to my broker's title company. 
I don't know how much fiduciary responsibility there is there. And I would really implore any consumer that's listening to this to do their own research into the company and shop around just like you would for your other representation. Get some quotes, talk with the people and really figure out what that title company cares about. Absolutely. And I'll touch on this before we wrap up. You mentioned the fiduciary responsibility and the affiliated business arrangement disclosure. Um, there's certain situations and certain times where it may work out for the client to elect to use their agent's um, affiliated title company, and there's certain situations where it doesn't. I don't care to the point where I'm not going to sacrifice things for my clients on a business transaction just because we're friends and just because right. we hang out. To me, that that doesn't matter. Um, because I'm able to separate the business aspect of things and the personal aspect of things. Amen. And people need to do that because your in-house title company may not be the right one for this transaction and may right. not be the one that's able to get this transaction to the uh, closing table. So you have to look out for your client's best interest and you have, you have to explain it to the clients as well. Explain to them what title insurance is. A lot of people don't understand what it is. And you definitely gave us a lot of information today. And I'm grateful for that. And I look forward to uh, success with TitleWorks. And, um, you know, as an agent, it's refreshing to have a title company there who is able to provide services that others are lacking. So I appreciate you coming on today, William. Thank, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much for having us and allowing us to get our story out there. And you know, hopefully we can you, we can use you on a use us on a transaction. You know, because the proof is in the pudding, and I I really believe that. Absolutely, and we'll put your uh, the information for the company uh, down below on the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Cup of Joe. Stay tuned for the next one.